0: What was the vibe, and when do you expect the first trickle of news to be coming out of palace?
1: Yeah, so we'll start with the vibe, and and locker cleanout day is is a lot less, which is a big thing, and is no longer that way. Here, you're kind of stuck for forty five minutes at the uh, disposal of who's going to come in and and possibly give you a few minutes. The players that did speak today on Monday were. Uh, very good, but it was a small smattering. I think seven or eight guys that actually uh, talked on their way out the door into the offseason. I think there's a sense that there was legitimate progress made within this season, a hunger to raise the bar in 2024, and an understanding that Sunday's loss was an incredibly jarring reminder of just how difficult it is to have meaningful success in the NFL. So that was what I took away from there. In terms of a timeline for news this week, the Bears were spending all day Monday doing exit interviews with the players. At that point, I fully expect Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus to zoom out. At some point, Ryan Poles and Kevin Warren to zoom out. To have big-picture, long-term discussions about how they envision this uh, football team becoming more prepared to compete for championships, that could take a day or two. It could take three days, potentially. But I think everybody just has to be, as we've cautioned for a few days now, patient. Understand the antsiness, understand the eagerness for answers, but uh, they are going to go through this thoroughly. They're going to go through this in a methodical fashion, and they're going to try to make the best decisions possible, because I think you would agree with me, David, that this next series of decisions is absolutely pivotal to setting the direction for the team for a long time.
0: I do think that's wise. I don't think they need to react emotionally in the moment, and sometimes that's how you can make uh, bad decisions, or maybe uh, ones for the wrong reasons. We'll hear from DJ Moore. We'll hear from Jack Sanborn. We'll hear. We'll hear from Mercedes Lewis. There's a lot of conversation about what's ahead for the Bears, whether it's about Justin Fields' future or Jalen Johnson's, or a lot of the uncertainty that um, faces the Bears in the offseason. Uh, I, I think I want to just reiterate a couple of things we talked about at Lambeau Field on Sunday night in terms of the three most Pressing, I think, most commonly asked questions about what's ahead for Matt Eberflus, what's ahead for Luke Getzi, what's ahead for Justin Fields. Dan, I think it's almost uh, whether you agree with Matt Ibraflus returning for a third season or not out there in Bear fandom. I do think it seems uh, like a tell, at least, that if he sat through... ex-interviews with every player from 7 a.m. in the morning until 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I don't think they would do that with a coach they're about to fire.
1: I, I don't know. I don't know. This is Kevin Warren's first time as the team president sitting in on this type of decision. And so uh, everything we've heard from Ryan Poles over the last several months has been incredibly supportive of Matt Eberfus again on the pregame show on Sunday uh, before the Bears Packers game. He, he again vocalized his you know heartfelt endorsement of who Matt is as a leader and his ability to steady a ship uh, under pressure and, and during turbulent times. Um, that's all there. But I, I do think it's imperative that this organization from the top down stops for a minute and zooms out and takes a few minutes to to figure things out so i don't know i'm not uh i'm not willing to go there with a final conclusion yet um a final conclusion is coming and then we'll kind of just weigh that for what it is and see where it heads
0: do you think that it's pertinent uh anything about potential candidates jim harbaugh from michigan if he decides to move on a coach who might be currently employed we've talked about this before also it, as you think about an answer to that one did anything that happened on what's traditionally known as black monday in the nfl arthur smith ron rivera um, were the first two coaches i think to get informed on monday morning they were fired did any of the news on black money surprise you well, and Panthers general manager Scott oh, Fitterer yeah. got launched,
1: right? I, I bring that up only because his his uh, role in helping to to stockpile the Bears with everything that we've been celebrating, uh, whether it be DJ Moore, the number one pick, it's like everything that's good in the Bears world was supplied by Scott Fitterer. So um, good luck to him in, in finding his next job. And that, that I know you had DJ Moore on the score of Monday morning <laughs> expressing similar sentiments of that, yeah. that, he, that he may have had a role. Uh, he got in, fired,
0: that, yeah. <laughs> I pretty much put it in those terms. He didn't disagree, but he got him fired.
1: <laughs> so, right. Like that's, that, that's part of this equation. Um, you know, it's a fluid week and, and you know how these things go it, it, again, it's frenetic. It's frenzied at times. And you just kind of have to stick, st- <laughs> keep, keep tapped into as many things as you can, because things are happening all over the league. Uh, as far as the national championship game, which played Monday night against Michigan, Michigan and Washington, rather. Um, I don't expect Jim Harbaugh to be in the mix for anything bears related going forward. It seems like there's uh, been growing buzz in league circles. I think as we've talked about previously about the chargers vacancy and on Monday, it seemed like there was some um, momentum toward the Raiders potentially getting involved with Jim Harbaugh. So that, uh, that kind of wraps up those two us. But by the way, before we go any further, I, I had to bring this up, to bring our audience behind the curtain. Uh, it's, I, I always say late at Lambeau field, but that was an afternoon game. So it wasn't as late. Uh, we recorded our podcast in side-by-side booths at Lambeau field yesterday. And then uh, you went to return something at my spot in the press box. And we kind of passed as I was coming back and, and you were in quite the hurry to get out of there. And I was like, man, <laughs> I was like, man, David looked like he was like the road runner. Sitting past me, All right, I'll take him out, and I, and I, I sat back down and I was, I'm staring out of the field. And I'm starting to the math. And I'm like, Well, wait a second. It's almost nine o'clock here in Green Bay. David's got to be on the air. At 530 at WSCR, that's eight and a half hours. He's still got a three and a half hour drive to wherever he's sleeping. And then a 45 minute drive from there to the studio. And he's not just going to show up at the score at the minute that the, the red light goes on. and You start recording. So I just want a little bit of a, a tick tock of uh, the eight and a half hours that, that passed from the time you left Lambeau Field to the time you,
0: good you, question. you did your full time job. Good, good question. Well, so, yeah, it was a long day. Um, <laughs> so I did. Here's what I did. After leaving Lambo, and I'm sorry if I was abrupt in leaving, but I was in a hurry. Well, well there's the no apologies necessary. Yeah. It made sense. I was hungry. Um, it was probably about 9, 15, 9, ish by the time I got out of Lambo. And I drove to Evanston, where my son is a grad student at Northwestern. Wait, it sounds like you left out a food stop in there. Was there a food stop? In there? I did stop for food. You know, Dan, I'm not proud of the choices we make as sports riders. Where did you stop? I kind of reverted back to the sports riding uh, days. I think it was in Port Washington or Port. Okay. Uh, in uh, in Wisconsin, is that what? Uh, yeah, you get a Culver's there on the way home, or it, there, there was there was a attempt at an Arby's, which okay. is a, a it was closed. Didn't like it. And then there was a uh, a brief skirmish, <laughs> verbal skirmish at the McDonald's drive-thru because I asked for a simple grilled chicken sandwich and it came with French fries. And the French fries had to be put in and, you know, cooked and it took like good seven minutes. It took yeah, seven minutes. At a time where you didn't have and seven minutes left. afford. I, you know, I am looking at ways. I am trying to get home to sleep. <laughs> I have got to get up and to the score by you know 5 AM-ish. Uh, and, and the guy's just like telling me, "This poor kid's by, by himself at the I'm like, look, seven minutes? Are we, are we there? I almost drove away. But he was holding <laughs> my chicken sandwich hostage. So I did not get the chicken hot sandwich until he gave me the fries. I had to wait for the fries in order to get the chicken sandwich. And I probably wasn't the most pleasant uh, customer patron. So anyway, drive through, <laughs> get the food stop, go through Milwaukee. Traffic wasn't bad. And I, I get to Evanston probably about 1215, um, probably about 1215, 12, 1230. 12, and uh, my son's uh, apartment was a good place to land. And from there, I had about a 35-minute drive downtown. Um, There's only one little caveat I need to include, probably two. As I think I may have talked about on the score, my son has a cat. Okay, okay. Cat's name is Molly. (laughs) Molly uh, is more active than I am used to. And (laughs) Molly woke me up several times, like, sitting on my head. So (laughs) I'm not a cat guy, Dan. We have have two dogs, not a cat guy. Anyway, did not sleep great. Couple hours sleep. Got up, drove to um, drove to the score, and we did our show. And here we are.
1: I mean, I, this first and foremost is going to be the episode we submit for a list score Award because this is honestly like between the chicken sandwich skirmish and the cat on your head and the two and a half hours of sleep. Like that's like people need to know the dedication to the craft here. And that, that right there is a example of the dedication to the craft.
0: Well, I love Lambeau field. I, I, I do actually, I, I like that venue. I like the rivalry. Obviously I do think it's a fun place to visit and there was a lot at stake. And, yeah. and, and as I said to you, you know, if I'm going to build up as I did, that game as the stuff that legends are made didn't quite go that way but it was worth going so anyway